Good morning. I'm Wimala, and today is August the 25th, a Thursday. It's uh, overcast here today, so it's not as sunny and bright as most of our days have been. So the change can just be something that we notice and accept the way that it is. the nature of things, right? The expression, it is what it is. Uh, someone was asking me, did the Buddha say that? And what he said was, anicca vata sankara. So all things, all conditional things are impermanent. Their nature is to rise and fall away. So uh, same thing. I was talking to Bhante San in Florida about that question and he said, the Buddhist teachings on Anicca are saying the same thing. So, today I want to read the section from Sharon Salzberg's book, A Heart as Wide as the World, from the first section called The Spirit of Meditation, and it's on the heavenly abodes. And her uh, short essay on those is just one of the most beautiful uh, explanations I've seen. It was hard to pick one uh, to read today, so there are a lot of these that are just, yeah, they're great. So I wanted to tell you first, though, my good news. I've had some uh, several doctor's appointments lately and, and, and uh, going to have surgery next week on Wednesday. That's not the good news, but that's just happening. That's just uh, the way it is. And it's a tumor and uh, it was malignant. It is malignant. So before the surgery, of course, now they do, and they didn't do this back when I was younger. Um, they do a PET scan to try to detect before the surgery any other places where there may be cancer, so the doctor really has, the surgeon has a, a better idea of what he's working with. And uh, I took that test this past week, or just yesterday. <laughs> was it yesterday? It was, I took the test yesterday morning and got the results back uh, late yesterday so that my surgeon was really fast to get them back and call me. And they found that there wasn't any other sign that anything from the tumor had spread. So it's contained and he feels very, he feels very good about being able to remove the tumor. And I think I'll probably have radiation, uh, just to make sure that there's, you know, everything's kind of, I guess, taken care of around any edges. And, um, he, it was it was the best news I could have gotten, and so I'm breathing such a sigh of relief. And the surgery will just be one night in the hospital, and my daughter's coming and staying with me. She lives in Waukegan, and the hospital is Lake Forest, so she's going to be with me and take me there, and then stay stay some days with me to to uh, pamper me. <laughs> so. I just wanted you to know, because I know some of you know that I've uh, 
been seeing the doctor recently, so I wanted to give you the good news. And the rest is uh, very doable, and I'm very happy about that. So, let's get back to the book. The Heavenly Abodes. I travel to many places in the world to teach the practice of the four Brahma Vihadas, or heavenly abodes, loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity. I am continually surprised that no matter where I go, so many people consider these states of mind as weaknesses. Students at a retreat will say, if I am loving and compassionate, I will allow myself to be abused and hurt. To me, those are just sweet sentiments, but it's not really possible to live like, to live like that. Sadly, this attitude misses what tremendous strength lies in the Brahma Vihadas. They are the source of acknowledging and cultivating our profound connection with life. The writer Wendell Berry says that the smallest unit of health is a community. Community is another way of saying connection, and connection is life itself. This is revealed again and again in various studies. For instance, people who have suffered a heart attack seem to heal more quickly if they have pets, as compared with those who do not. When all other variables are controlled, cancer patients who join a support group tend to live longer than those who do not. Those who are prayed for when sick, even if they are unaware of the prayers, do better than those who are not prayed for. The mysterious root of healing is connection. The four Brahma Vihadas are practices that inspire and deeper our connection to each other. In this way, they extend healing not only to others, but also to ourselves. The word healing shares the same root meaning as wholeness. We do not exist as separate, isolated beings. We are part of a community of all beings. That is our wholeness. The Brahma Vihadas are practices that cultivate our faith in our own loving hearts and in the strength of our connection with others. The first Brahma Vihara, loving kindness, is the practice of friendship. We may believe that we are not capable of loving ourselves, let alone all of the beings in the world. Steadfastly practicing loving kindness invokes the capacity to love that is inviolate within us. As we wish love, peace, and happiness for ourselves and others, we learn to include, to include all beings and all aspects of all beings, including ourselves in our hearts. When I first practiced loving kindness intensively, probably the most amazing moment came when I recognized that indeed I was capable of this much love. I actually sat there dazed, thinking, is this me? In fact, we are all capable of tremendous love. 
But until we untangle our conditioning, our capacity for connection remains hidden or distorted. Deepa Ma, whose soul embodied loving kindness, once went to Sylvia Borstein's house to lead a class. Sylvia had a large dog, a breed called Akita, or Akita, that was quite formidable looking. Normally guests hesitated on the threshold, waiting for solid reassurance that the dog was harmless. However, when Deepa Ma saw the dog, she just sailed right in. The dog rose up to greet her, putting his paws on Deepa Ma's shoulder. Deepa Ma was a tiny woman, well under five feet tall, so they were just about of equal size. Deepa Ma put her hands on the dog's head and blessed him. No one seemed excluded from Deepa Ma's offering of blessings or from her sense of community. The next Brahma Vihara is compassion, literally meaning the quivering of our heart in response to pain or suffering. Our own pain and the pain of others can, be, come, can become vehicles for a deeply moving connection. Oftentimes, when we are in pain ourselves, we can be filled with resentment, wondering why we should have such suffering, or we may feel very isolated, perhaps obsessively blaming ourselves for something we said or did, or something we didn't say or do, that we consider to be the causes of the pain. And we may be averse to seeing suffering in others, because we find it unbearable or distasteful, or we find it threatening to our own happiness. All of these various reactions to the suffering in the world make us want to turn away from life. Conversely, compassion manifests in us as the offering of solidarity rather than withdrawal, because compassion is a state of mind that is itself open abundant and inclusive, it allows us to meet pain more directly. With direct seeing, we know that we are not alone in our suffering and that no one need feel alone when in pain. Seeing our oneness is the beginning of our compassion and it allows us to reach beyond aversion and separation to the understanding that our community is everyone. Sympathetic joy, the third Brahma Vihara, is the practice of actively taking delight in the happiness of others, rather than feeling threatened or diminished, as if the happiness of another takes something away from us. When I began to practice this way of seeing, I found that my normal conditioned reaction was to feel as though there was a limited amount of happiness in the world and the more someone else had, the less there was going to be left for me. But in reality, with strong, sympathetic joy, we are able to feel happy when others are happy. We rejoice and take delight in their happiness. As the Dalai Lama expresses it, there are so many other people in this world. It simply makes sense to make their happiness as important as our own, because then our chances of delight are enhanced six billion to one. 
those are very good odds. When the happiness of others is our own happiness, we are acknowledging our connection to each other. We become part of a community. The fourth Brahma Vihara is equanimity, which in some ways feels very different from the others, the other three. This is because the predominant tone of equanimity is one of calm. In the spacious stillness of mind, of mind, we can be connected to whatever is happening around us, connected to others, but without our habitual reactions of careening toward what is pleasant and pulling away from what is unpleasant. This, in effect, allows the other Brahma Viharas to grow boundlessly. Without equanimity, we would offer friendship only as long as our offering is acknowledged and appreciated, or as long as someone responds in kind. We would offer compassion to ourselves only when we weren't overcome by our pain, and compassion to others only when we weren't overcome by their suffering. We would offer sympathetic joy only when we did not feel threatened or envious. When we cultivate equanimity, our tremendous capacity to connect can blossom, for we do not have to push away or cling to anything that may happen. Sometimes in learning meditation, the instruction is, sit like a mountain, sit with a, strength, sense, sit with a sense of strength and dignity, be steadfast, be majestic, be natural and at ease in awareness. No matter how many winds are blowing, no matter how many clouds are swirling, no matter how many lions are prowling, be intimate with everything and sit like a mountain. This is an image of equanimity. We feel everything without exception and we relate to it through our own sense of awareness, not through habitual reactions. Like when Deepama blessed the fierce Akita, we find the freedom to connect to everyone. All four of these practices are accomplished by inclining the mind toward love and connection. We begin with someone for whom it is easy for us to feel loving kindness or compassion or sympathetic joy or equanimity. Slowly, the field of our attention expands to include others we care for, those to whom we feel indifferent, those we dislike, and finally, all beings everywhere. In doing these practices, we are not striving for artificial sentiments, nor attempting to confirm to an abstract idea of a spiritual person. We are not squashing our healthy-minded fear. Love, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity do not distort our ability to see clearly, but rather as we realize that we are together with all beings, they transform the reasons we work to create change. Our motivation or our mental posture becomes one of inclusion rather than separation. 
And as we grow stronger in the practice of the Brahma Vihadas, we find that we can honestly and directly look at problems and take strong action as we take care of ourselves and others. We find the ultimate healing truth of connection. That is a beautiful essay. So now, why don't we meditate in the time we have, and I, and you can be, I want you to be uh, thinking of all four of these, the Brahma Vihadas, loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity, and just be thinking of them in your mind, and doing a practice of loving, just the way we do loving kindness. And we're sending out those qualities. We're, we're developing them and awakening, we're awakening them in ourselves. And then as we do that, we're able to send these qualities and the, and the benefits of these qualities out to others. So you can just do that mentally. We won't even do it uh, with words. But the same way we acknowledge that friendliness that we want to have with ourselves, we want to be our own best friends. And then that's the quality when we see how good that feels and how happy it makes us to be friends with ourselves and how happy we are in that state. Then we can send that friendliness out to others, knowing how happy it must make them to be friendly to themselves and then more easily to others. We can do that, either just stick with loving kindness and then send it out to strangers, then send it out maybe to a difficult person, and then send it out to all beings, just let it keep going. So, and include all creatures and, and uh, non-human beings. And if you can combine all of the loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity, taking those qualities and sending all of them out, allowing them to, to develop and grow within you, I love equanimity, That's a, it's a lack of reaction. We're doing everything from a place of serenity and calm, and so we don't need to react to things. We can, we can be like that mountain and see all of the conditions changing all of the time, but be responsive rather than reactive. I, I love that. And Sharon's description of it is beautiful. So let's just sit. I just knocked over a glass of water. So I can clean that up in just a bit. So we can meet everything with equanimity. <laughs> so let's close our eyes if you can. Ah, just come to this moment, just be present, 
Let your thoughts and your mind and your body all be in the same spot right here in the present moment. And you can move your body, roll your shoulders back, feel that your body is, you know, you want to be sitting like that mountain, so you want to be, lift your back, your spine, let it lift up, roll your shoulders back, and then on an exhale, just kind of sink into that upright posture, even if you're on your back. And then even the muscles can relax because your body is sitting, uh, supporting itself. Just be aware of the body breathing, either around your nostrils, or you might feel it as you're aware of your belly. Just expanding out a little bit as you inhale, and contracting a little as you exhale. Whichever works, and just stay in the one spot for the practice. Now think of the qualities, bring to mind loving kindness, which is friendliness, compassion, that's the quivering of the heart, for the situations that we see in others move our heart to action and sympathetic joy which is joy and happiness for the success of others and for their joy and equanimity that calm serene state where we don't need to act from, we, we don't need to be reactive. We can respond boldly, but not reactively. You can pick one of these qualities and practice with it 
the same way we practice with loving-kindness. Start with yourself. Develop that quality. See it in yourself. Be aware of what a powerful, wonderful quality it is. Then we can let it radiate out to others, knowing how, how good it can be for them, for them to feel these qualities and develop them more. <clears throat> If your mind becomes <clears throat> if your mind becomes distracted, you can just bring it back and just be with the breath. Maybe just reminding yourself of the four Brahma Viharas. Just let the words be soothing to you and just giving you something beautiful to hold in your mind. Loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity.
as our time comes to an end, if you can keep sitting, just go ahead and continue if you have the right space and the time. We'll end with our, our sending merit. May everything that each one of us does and says and thinks today be done not only for our own benefit, but the benefit of all other beings everywhere. We can feel our connection with all beings. And this is our, this is our community. And we can be a refuge for ourselves. And in doing that, we become a refuge for others. So thank you. Thank you for being such a big part of my practice. And uh, I'll see you on Sunday morning. Is it, no, tomorrow morning. Yeah, today's Thursday. I'll see you tomorrow morning. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much.